Thank you po, Pastor Dan, at magandang tanghali po and Happy Father's Day sa lahat ng mga tatay. Happy Father's Day po sa aking tatay, Papa, si Pastor Francis Gallega. Happy Father's Day pa, I love you. Ang aking father-in-law po ay uh, nasa langit na. So, Happy Father's Day sa tatay ng Living Word Fellowship, Pastor Jerry, and uh, Pastor Dale, Happy Father's Day. And to all the fathers of the Living Word Fellowship, Happy Father's Day po, and uh, we pray and trust that the mothers and children will have a very nice treat para sa mga tatay ngayon. Amen. Thank the Lord for this day. And uh, before we start, tayo po'y manalangin. We ask the Holy Spirit to come and uh, speak to us through this message today. Let's all bow together. Father, we thank you for this wonderful day. Not just for the fathers, but for all of us who can come together, sit with our family, do the worship, even not in the physical church. But Lord, we uh, thank you for the Holy Spirit because you said in your word, two or three gathered in your name, you are in the midst of us. And Lord, we trust and acknowledge that the Holy Spirit, who is the true teacher of your word, Lord, will teach through your servant today. Open each and every heart, Lord, who will receive your word to be a good soil, Panginoon. Sa iyong mensahe ngayon para sa aming lahat. Thank you very much, Father, and this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank the Lord for this day again, once again. Happy Father's Day. We are in the series of rebuilding families. So in a, some couple of Sundays, naumpisahan na po natin ang ating uh, family series in rebuilding the families. And it's a great way for me to continue our series in Father's Day Uh, time and before I start there are three important things in life that I believe very import- important that I've never learned in school ano-ano po yan? love, courtship and marriage about relationship I don't know whether in this time of schooling meron na but during my time sa school namin we don't have this kind of subjects parenting I also don't know if Uh, by this time, may, may subject na na ganun. And then, how to handle money or personal finance. For me, now, being a father, these are all very important. During my time po, uh, primary time, I have a uh, wonderful time with my own family, my parents, especially my mother, because my father had been working overseas for a very long time. So, my mother is very intentional to listen to a radio, Christian radio station, DCAS, And during that time when we were primary, we already have some uh, teaching learnings from the radio station about love, courtship, and marriage, and parenting. And then when we reach high school or uh, secondary, every Valentine's Day, there are always a love, courtship, and marriage seminar at church. And same with the body of Christ in, uh, in our place in Bulacan. They, Every Valentine's Day, lagi yan, merong love, courtship, and marriage seminar for the kids, for the youth. So it's a very good way to uh, influence the youth about relationship, about boyfriend and girlfriend. Wala sa school yan, hindi ko natutunan yan. And about money, how to handle money, actually natutunan ko na lang po yan. Intentionally, three years after university working, I don't have savings, may mga utang, yung iba, utang sa credit card, suddenly, I woke up to myself, I cannot go on like this. So I went to the national bookstore, get a book, grab a book about personal finance, and education is the key. 
and everything changes. Until now, I thank the Lord for giving me that opportunity to learn. Pero why is it this important? Kasi ganito. In the website singaporedivorcelawyers.com, I found out that these are the common reasons for divorce in Singapore. Facts yan, ha? Marrying at a young age, adultery, with falls on the item number one dun sa listahan ko. Diba? Marrying at a young age and adultery. One of the reasons of divorce in Singapore. Domestic violence, lack of intimacy, communication, problems, and too much quarrel, which falls on the category of number one and number two. Relationships of marriage and parenting. And then, financial issues, one of the reasons of divorce in Singapore, false item number three. So isipin mo, noong palang iniisip ko na, Lord, how can I learn about these things? Pero ito talaga yung major problems of families and marriages today. So these are the very important issues that we never learn in school, but we need to be intentional in, in learning. Education is taki po for all these issues of life that we may literally. So if we are not we will not take time to study and learn about these things. We will end up following up the way how our parents and other, other people do it. If you are blessed like me, I am blessed with parents who are very intentional in giving advice in this matter, then okay, you have a certain standard to follow. Pero if, we are, if you are not blessed with this kind of family, education is the key. We need to take time to learn. And dami pong a lot of good uh, resources now that we can learn. And we thank the Lord for the Living Word Fellowship. We have uh, Pastor Clem, the late Pastor Clem, coming over. Our pastors are sharing about this. We have last time the 700 Club uh, Ministry have come here to, to teach us about this subject. So we thank the Lord for that. Tips for the children. Okay. Ito, inside the house na lang, you can find the answer to that question sa loob lang ng bahay. Children, your parents are the ones who is your best source of wisdom and advice regarding this matter. So I, I, I advise children to take time. When you're sitting with your parents, ask questions about life. Ask questions about the relationship. Ask questions about money matters. They are the best people who can give you good advice on this matter. And ganun din sa parents. Ano po? Ganun din sa parents. Na... When you're sitting together with children, talk about life. Share all your experiences, good and bad, with their lolos and lolas growing up together. The hard times and the good times. And it will make an impact to your children. Believe me, it will make an impact with your children. I miss my lolo and lola. I always ask them about life when I I was staying with them. And praise the Lord. Our topic for today, engaging the family. Engage means to attract to hold, to come together and interlock. To bind, it means to do something, to take action, to involve them to something, and to influence them. Now, tanungin niyo po yung, if you're sitting with someone, ask them, are you ready to engage? Yeah, I know the answer is yes. So, why is it important to engage the family? Okay. I've always hear this in all of the marriage and parenting seminar. Gas-gas na po ito. No amount of success can compensate for failure in the home. Kahit whatever success you have in life, but if there's a failure, failure in the home, 
that success cannot compensate. So let's take this seriously. The most important things in life above God, uh, uh, below God, sorry, next after to God. God and the most important thing to our life is our family. That is the reason why we have overseas Filipino workers. Like my dad, I am a second generation OFW already. The reason is because we love our families. And for the new families, 10 to 20 years from now, how is your family? Kumusta po? How is your children maybe? 10, 20 years from now. Somebody once said, a truly rich man is someone who's when his child have grown up, will still run into his arms even though his arms are empty. So these parents, this father would have been very, very good to their children that even though he's old, he don't have anything to offer anymore, but his children will still come, visit him, spend time with him, loving him. This is a truly rich man. So why engaging the family is important? There's a sad story in the Bible, in the account of 1 Samuel, kadugtong to nung tinuro ni Teacher Salvi eh, nung Mother's Day. There's a family, the father is a priest and the name of the father is Eli. The two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were the priests of the Lord. So, yung two sons are priests, Hophni and Phinehas, and they are a family of priests. And in 2 Samuel 2, this describes the two sons. Now, the sons of Eli were worthless men. They did not know the Lord. Question po, Brother Bong. Ano yung tanong mo? How can it be that they are priests, but they don't know the Lord? Kasi that's what the Bible says. Paano nangyari? Napari sila. They are priests, but they don't know the Lord. The answer they have religion, but they don't have relationship with the Lord. Okay? Eli was so busy ministering, and he neglected his duty to his own sons. What he passed on was a career, but he, he did not pass on the love, the reverence for the Lord. No fear of the Lord, yung kanyang dalawang anak. There's a failure in discipleship. Kaya discipleship is very important first in the family. Okay? They are defined as worthless. Tung dalawang anak. Worthless, ibig sabihin no weight. Like a shaft. Alam nyo po yung ipa, ipa ng palay? Walang silbi yan eh. That's how the Bible defines these two sons. Now, Verse 13, now I have told him that I am about to judge his household. This is the judgment now, the household of Eli. For the sinful behavior which he knew, alam niya eh, was happening because his two sons were bringing curse on themselves, dishonoring and blaspheming God, and he did not rebuke them. Tumbok na tumbok, di ba? And this is the word of the Lord to Eli. The father. So they're ending God's judgment. Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas died a tragic death. What's the topic for today? 
engaging the family. And our text for today is Ephesians 6, 1 to 4. Let's read all together. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. So Paul's writing to Ephesians is teaching the believers about how to live being filled with the Holy Spirit, meaning being controlled by the Holy Spirit. So first principle that we will learn from Paul is that if we are going to have a families that honor the Lord, it is going to take more than what we can offer. It's going to take Holy Spirit working through us. It means this subject that we are learning today through the writing of Paul is impossible to apply if we don't have the help of the Holy Spirit. Ano po? Even we learn about these things today, but without the power of the Holy Spirit, this is impossible to apply in our families. The result of being filled of the, in the Holy Spirit, according to Paul, is we will submit one to another. The Bible says wives will submit to their husbands. Husbands are loving their wives. Children are obeying their parents. And parents are bringing oversight. They are caring. They are looking after to their children. It affects how we live our life in the home. To be a Christian at home, it's going to take us and the Holy Spirit working together because we cannot do it on our own. The book of Ephesians chapter 6 begins by speaking to us concerning obedience. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Obedience is a fundamental building block of the home. Whether there is a Christian in that home or not, obedience is what makes a family work. The Bible helps us to understand that obedience in the home is at the center of our society. Kasi, in Romans chapter 1, gives us the list of characteristics that deserves the judgment or the wrath of God. In Romans chapter 1, there's a list of people having the characteristics that deserves the judgment of God. Together with immorality, together with blasphemy, together with immoral sin. But part of the list, it says, Romans 1.30, obedience to parents. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul is writing to Timothy and he's describing a culture that's going to be on this earth when Jesus Christ comes back on the second coming. So sabi sa Bible, when Jesus Christ comes back on the second coming, it will be like a day of Noah. Right? And there comes again the list that uh, we have in the second Timothy and part again of that list which says, 2 Timothy 2, 3, disobedient to parents. So it's very important. So what we do in our homes is creating a society we live in because society is made up of many families. Jesus is our best example of obedience. In Luke chapter 2, 51 says, Then he, Jesus, went down to Nazareth with them, his parents, and was obedient to them. Jesus was obedient to his parents. 
He is our best example during his youth that he was obedient to his parents. So Paul is giving us four reasons why children should obey their parents. Again, uh, mommy and daddy, ask your children, are you ready to engage? Reason number one is the principle of morality. The principle of morality. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. We should obey our parents in the Lord because it's just right. Period. Kasi yun ang tama. Whether we have been in church or not, we know that some things are right and some things are wrong. We know that. It's the nature that God given us knowing which is right and which is wrong. There is something that God placed in the heart of man that discern whether an action is right or wrong. And obedient to parents is one of them. Alam natin. I don't know if I remember one time in social media that got viral that a kid is slapping yung mother niya. And it got a lot of attention. Kasi alam natin, it's not right. It's disrespectful to parents. Since parents bring the child into the world, and since they have more knowledge and wisdom and experience than a child, it is right that the child should obey their parents. In Paul's letter in Colossians, we also have, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. I was blessed with our time last Saturday with Ate Merlin, functional family, and this is what my takeaway with her. Uh, this is her response nung uh, she's uh, receiving questions about wife submitting to husband. Sabi niya, until when? Or and to what extent? Because according, sabi, shared ni, ni Ate Merlin na yung submissive, being submissive to husband is not just for Christians. It's a law that, uh, that God put in the family. So ang, ang sagot ni Ate Merlin, Guillermo, and I also apply this to children being obedient to parent and to wife being submissive to husband. Ang sabi niya, obey, submit, as long as it does not violate the law of God and it does not violate the law of men. Okay, so yan ang aking takeaway kay Ate Merlin Guillermo. Do you want to please the Lord? Then do what is right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Reason number two, because it has a promise. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first command, with a promise. Now, this promise points us back to the Ten Commandments. Okay. Exodus 20.12, which is the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land, which the Lord your God is giving you. So this is quite interesting. Why? Because... The, the first four commandments that was given to Moses, the first four commandments, there was no promise attached to it. But then we come up with this fifth commandment, something changes. Why God gave the promise? I believe it is the evidence that God has placed great priority in this instruction. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. And honor your father and your mother so that you may live long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. 
We are to obey our parents because that's God's design. I think the, the logic that I was thinking is God designed the family. And how the family works, yung relationship ng son, ng father, ng wife, ng children, God designed everything. And because of the sin that committed, that was shared with Pastor Well last time, Pastor Dan last time, the function of the family somehow had, had the problem of doing the right design of God. Kaya I believe that when this commandment was given by God, the fifth commandment, there's a promise. Because if you maintain honoring your father and your mother, God will bless you because that children who have learned that obedience will also become a father and mother later on. And if they maintain that, their children will also become parents. And if they transfer that, if they imparted that the same fear of the Lord and obedience, then the next generation to the next generation and the obedience of the Lord will go along. And God is blessing the family who will bless their children with, their, with this promise, who will bless these children uh, fulfilling this promise. And in the next generation, their own family, they will do it. And there's a promise in that uh, commandment because the, the, the promise and the obedience will continue generations after generations. So it will begin with us, the children. Even though we might struggle with it now, struggling with obedience to parents is part of the maturing process that we go through. And that's correct. We go through the maturing process, everyone, even yung, yung, yung father and mother ninyo, they have also struggled with obedience. But if we try to skip that process, children, if we try to skip that process of obedience ahead of time, it will cause great damage to us and to our families. So this is how family works that God designed for us. It will create a much problem if we skip that process of obedience ahead of time. Number three, it provides protection from harm. Children, obey your parents in the Lord that it may be well with you. In verse three, it may be well with you. It's the benefit of learning the principle of submitting to authority. Everybody has to report to somebody. And if we don't learn it at home, where it's supposed to be learned, then we will struggle it. We will struggle with it all of our lives. In life, the principle of service and working and being submissive to people who are over us is a building process. It's a learning process. If you cannot understand what it means to report to someone, you have no right for, a, for a, anyone to report to you. Simply lang. If you don't know how to submit, how will you require people to submit to you? Diba? Authority is learned in the family. It is learned in the home. The Bible says that if we obey our parents, it will be well with us. Amen. Reason number four, it, prolongs, it promotes long life. That you may live long on the earth in verse 3. Obedient to parents in the Old Testament did live, obedient, uh, obedient children in the Old Testament did live longer. 
And discipline in a child's life usually promotes good health. Now, uh, may tanong po ulit ako, Brother Bong. Does it mean that a person who's disobedient always dies young? And a person who's obedient always lives into his 90s? Brother Bong? Okay. According to the Bible students, Bible scholar, this, this section of scriptures, we are also dealing with Proverbs. Kasabihan. And like me, growing up in a province, ito yung mga kasabihan na maririnig mo sa mga matatanda. This is what you will hear on the elderly. Be good to your parents. God will bless you. You will have a long life. Maging mabait ka, mabuting anak, hahaba ang buhay mo, gaganda ang buhay mo. Kasabihan yan. Sana ganun pa rin ang mga kasabihan ngayon. Baka mga kasabihan ngayon, patiktok, tiktok na lang. Ano pa yung kasabihan sa atin? Pagsuwail kang bata, hindi magiging maganda ang buhay mo, iikli ang buhay mo. So ito ay mga kasabihan sa Pilipinas that I grew up with. It's considered a proverb. Proverbs are about the way life is. The whole book of Proverbs, which is written primarily by Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, is a book of maxims, things that, tells, that tell you how life usually works. Okay, let's have an example. Ganito. In the, in the Philippines, in the month of June to November, you will do well to carry an umbrella because it's rainy season. June to November, tagulan sa Pilipinas yan. And you will do well if you always have an umbrella. Hindi ka mababasa, storbo yan eh. Babasa ka. You cannot go around the city if you don't have umbrella, rainy season, napakahirap. And then, when you get wet, nabasa ka, you will get sick. So, laging kasabihan sa Pilipinas, magdala ka ng payong tag-ulan. Ayan, di ba? It's a common saying, it's a common proverb in the Philippines. Another one, isa pang kasabihan sa Pilipinas, anong sinasabi? When you see a sleeping dog on the street, or a resting dog on the street, you will do well not to disturb it or anger it, or annoy it. Kasi yung kakagating ka. So when you're walking on a seat and there's a dog, ang bait mo. Oop, oop. Right? That's a common proverb in the, oh, kasabihan sa atin. And again, will it always rain in June day? Lagi bang umuulan? Will the dog on the street always bite you if you pass along with, uh, and, and, and disturb, even if you disturb him, will it always bite you? No, maybe not. But these are truths of life you can generally count on. Pastor David Jeremiah says, A person who grows up rebellious against every fabric of control has put in himself in a path that leads to discouragement and destruction, not to a good life. These rebellious ways have a way of taking a toll on the years you spend on the earth. All the rebel, rebellious attitude magre-register sa buhay mo yan eh. People who followed God's instruction have a much better chance of living a reasonably good life for a reasonably long period of time. We recommend we follow this principle. So we have four reasons for children to obey the Lord. Principle of morality. It has promise associated with it. It provides protection from harm. It promotes long life. But in verse 4, the subject changed. Now the instruction is given to parents. 
6.4 of Ephesians, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So, Paul is giving us four principles for parents. Four principles for parents. First principle is the principle of discouragement. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. This is the only negative principle you will find in these verses. The only negative principle. And Paul begins by telling us what not to do, mga nanay-tatay. Nakakatuwa because when Paul is dealing with the children, he is always saying what to do. Pero pagdating sa nanay, at tatay, parents, fathers, he started with what not to do. Warren Wiersbe says, Fathers provoke their children and discourage them by saying one thing and doing another. By always blaming and not praising. By being inconsistent and unfair in discipline. And by showing favoritism in the home. Favoritism will cause rebellion. By making promises and not keeping them. And by making light of problems that to the children are very important. Christian parents need the fullness of the Spirit. Ito yung sinasabi ni Paul. So that they can be sensitive to the needs and problems of their children. And in Colossians, fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Sabi doon, so we, will, we should not discourage our children. It says here, we need to correct them in private and face them in public. Actually, ang nangyayari yung, yung kabaliktaran eh. Right? Sometimes we correct them in public and we praise them. Or good thing if you praise them in private. Pero sometimes hindi pa na praise Hindi pa na-encourage ang mga bata. And parents supposed to be cheerleaders. Ama, we're supposed to be cheerleaders and don't discourage our children. That's why there's a suggestion, sabi don, for every time you have to say no, let us work hard to say yes eight or nine times. Hindi naman pwedeng, hindi pwede, bawal yan, cannot, cannot. Napakahirap. If you grew up in that kind of family, na very tight ang discipline, you will feel discouraged, tama? Saying no in the context of yeses is far more powerful. Saying no in the context of noes almost has no meaning. Ano ibig sabihin nun? May time na talagang kailangan sabihin sa anak, we should tell our children no. But saying no in the context of yeses is, is powerful. Example, a youth, ako, mami, I'm in high school. Mommy, can I have a girlfriend? Of course, the answer is no, di ba? Usually. I am high school. In, in our family, ha, sa Gallega family, I'm talking about Gallega family in our family. I ask my mom, Ma, pwede na ba akong manligaw? The answer is no. But there are two ways of saying that. Either no in the context of yes, or no in the context of no. No in the context of yes, my mother will say, Anak, di ba sinami namin sa iyo? It's better to finish your study first. 
enjoy your time with your friends. If you have girlfriend, you will be exclusive to a, a single person lang. Yung exclusivity. Diba? Tapos, you have the risk of either you go to premarital sex or wrong relationship. So, ang daming risk. Papaliwanag yan. This is no in the context of yes. And then, the, the parents will tell na, may pwede namang yes eh. Anak, the yes part is when you're ready. Because the Bible says that boyfriend and girlfriend is preparation for marriage. Then, if you are not prepared for marriage, huwag ka muna mag-boyfriend and girlfriend. Again, Gallega family po. Ganito ang usapan namin sa pamilya. I don't know now in your own family. But that is the no in the context of yes. Yung yes, darating din. And it should be explained heart to heart with the children. Pero yung no in the context of no, that almost has no meaning na sinasabi nito yung no. Ang bata-bata mo pa! So you end up the conversation, the children will walk away discouraged. Jesus, uh, God the Father is the best example of encouragement when he says to Jesus during the baptism with John the baptizer po, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. It's a public declaration, encouragement, praising his beloved son in public. When was the last time we said that to our children in public? Ano po? I pray, I trust that we always praise our children publicly. Principle number two, principle of diligence. Bring them up. And you fathers, bring them up. Bring them up is a scriptural phrase that means to help them morally, mentally, physically to become who they should be. Morally, they know what's right and wrong. Mentally, wisdom, understanding, and physically. These are the role of the parents to develop on their children, to bring them up to that level. So parents are coach and trainer. Parents are to be proactive or in, in, intentional in trying to help their children develop the right principles. So we are coach, we are trainer, we should bring them up. Principle number three, the principle of discipline. But bring them up in the training of the Lord, says in verse four. In the old King James, the word is nurture, to train, to develop. In Hebrews 12, 6, for whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he received. Discipline is a basic principle of life that has been lost in the culture of our families today. Medyo lost na ang discipline sa mga families today. But again, the Bible is very clear about this word discipline to our families. In Proverbs 3, it says, My son... Do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest His correction. For whom the Lord loves, He corrects, just as the Father, the Son, in whom He delights. The proverb is saying that to the same, kasi there's a comparison eh. Sabi dun sa 11 and 12, 
my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Kasi the Lord corrects whom he loves. Just as the father. The term, just as the father, because these two are the same. Dapat, the way the Lord is doing it, the family must also follow doing it. Just as the father. Because again, these are the design of God to the family from the beginning. That there is discipline if you love your children. Kaya yung word do na just as the father, the son in whom he delights. The father or the, the parents who really delights their children also impose discipline on them. Sabi ni David Jeremiah, when we discipline our children, we are showing our love for them. If you never discipline them, if you never tell them, tell them no, if you always say yes to whatever they want, no matter how frivolous, no matter how foolish it may be, what you are saying to your kids is you really don't care. They can just go do their own thing. So David Jeremiah give us some guidelines for discipline. Sabi niya, discipline for disobedience, not for mistake. Discipline for disobedience, not for mistake. Parents must discern the difference between disobedience and mistake. Kasi kids will be kids. Bata yan eh. They will commit mistakes. Save the punishment for rebellion and disobedience, but don't use it up on silly mistakes. Disobedience, rebellion, discipline. Watch out! But silly mistake, guide them, train them. Guidance number two. Discipline for an individual act, never as an attack on child's character. Discipline for an individual act, never as an attack on a child's character. If a child tells a lie, that doesn't make him a liar. Tama? When he gets something from a store, that doesn't make him a robber. Kasi, bata talaga eh. One act does not, does not make a character. Sabi doon, if you keep calling names to your children based on their mistakes, your children will become the fulfillment of your prophecy. You always call him a liar, he will become a liar. You always call him cheater, ang kulit mo. Then they will become the way you confess it. Life and death is in the power of tongue, sabi po ng Biblia. So we don't call them names and we bless them. We speak of blessing, we speak of maybe good name calling, much better, but don't call them names based on their mistakes. And number four, principle of direction. But bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. Don't tayo sa part na yon. But bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. Training means correction on our last uh, slide. Admonition is instruction. Okay? Training is correction. Admonition is instruction. We need to teach our kids what is right. Okay? We need to help them learn the scriptures. So, again, family, parents must be intentional to impart what is right and to impart the scriptures to our children. 
David Jeremiah says, and I quote, The word of God in the heart of a person will stay with them for life. And while they may not be following it along the way, they will remember that it's there. And at the right time, it can be brought back up to help them find their way. That's why the Bible tells us to hide the word of God in our hearts. And that's why we always encourage family to have their own family time. Family to have their own family altar. To have their own family devotion. And I thank my wife. Uh, I love my wife. He's, she's a blessing to me, my partner. Every time I am late from work, very late going back home, or I am very dead tired going back sa bahay and then knock out ka agad sa bed, she will just pull our kids together and have our personal devotion kahit wala ako. Being intentional. And we thank the Lord for the ministries of Praise Kids. Marami pong salamat mga Praise Kids teachers. Youth Ablaze, marami pong salamat. Why? Because this ministry are doing what we, we might not, what we cannot do or maybe we don't have time to do with our children. Yung pwedeng hindi natin nagagawa or hindi natin naituturo sa children natin, the praise kids and the youth ablaze are doing for us. Appreciate our teachers in the teaching ministries. God bless your heart po. Again, we encourage for us to have our own time of family devotion. So we have four principles for parents. Principle of discouragement, principle of diligence, principle of discipline, and principle of direction. And again, I would like to share to you in conclusion the priorities of life. I've heard this long way back on parenting seminar, marriage seminar. Pastor Clem have mentioned it. Some of the books I've read about family mentioned it. But lately, I've heard it again from the study of Pastor David Jeremiah about family. And these are the priorities of life that I would like to share to us today. I am a person and I have a relationship with God, priority number one. I am a partner and I have a relationship with my spouse, priority number two. I am a parent and I have a relationship with my children, priority number three. And I am a minister I am an employee, I am a student, and I have a relationship with my church, with my colleagues, and with my friends. When David Jeremiah shared it to their church early on in, on his ministry, there are some feedbacks on sa members niya and says, Pastor Jeremiah, you're right. And please, as a church, don't make us higher. Because if numbers 1, 2, and 3 are not right, you don't have anything to offer to us as a pastor. And totoo naman yun. If priority number 1, 2, or 3 are not right, it's very hard to function on item number 4. And I will end up with my favorite quote from Charles Swindoll regarding family. It's never too late to start doing what is right. Our topic for today Engaging the family. Let's start engaging our family. And this is possible if you have Jesus in your heart. If you are listening today, 
and you, it's your first time to listen with this kind of message and you don't have relationship with Jesus Christ, I pray that you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit can work through you and in your family. Let's all bow together and let us pray. Father, we thank you for the wisdom of your word. We thank you, Father, for the word that Apostle Paul has shared to us through this, as his writing on Ephesians. And Lord, we pray that every family will be engaged in doing what is right, in obeying what you have taught us, O oh God, to do in our own families. We pray, Lord, for all the families who are struggling with this uh, subject, O oh God, that we've discussed today. We pray that they will continue to entrust their family to you. The fathers and the parents will start allowing the Holy Spirit to work in their lives. They will be intentional in training and, and uh, disciplining and teaching their children about you. And I also pray, Father, that the families who are listening right now will have their own family time together, O oh God. The word of God, which is preached to every children, will not return to you void. And that's what your word says, O oh God. And we pray that every family, fathers and mothers, will be intentional to disciple their children, that they will follow the word of God in their hearts. And Lord, we pray that you will bless every children, that they will also obedient to you. Lord, we entrust to you the families of the Living Word Fellowship. We entrust to you our families, Lord. And again, Lord, we cannot do it on our own, allowing the Holy Spirit to work through every parent, through every children, and our family. Thank you for your message today, Father. We give you glory and praise. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Maraming salamat po. Thank you, Brother Bong, for that wonderful message. It's not just for fathers, but I believe it's also for children and for spouses and for the entire family. And I hope you had so many takeaways from those things. As we end our online worship service, let us receive the Lord's benediction. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Aim for restoration, comfort one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you very much, my dear brothers and sisters. We will see you again next week as we journey together in rebuilding our families. And if you want to share this video also with your friends and family, please do so. And we'll see you again next week. Have a blessed day. Have a father, good Father's Day to all of you fathers out there. See you again next week. God bless you all.